to you me. You guys ever get in like a blowout argument? Yes. Does it Absolutely. suck? Um, yeah. In the moment, yeah, because I don't really like. I don't. I don't love confrontation. I'm not anti-confrontational, but. Um. Yeah, we have, and a lot of them have been on. If not all of them have been on camera. There's been only like two, maybe that haven't been on camera. Really? So your blowouts are just live on air. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought that was just like part of the show. <laughs> no, no, it's just a real blowout. <laughs> we, we went through because there's the pressure of like we're doing a show and then something goes wrong. Um. So there's that. So it feels like we're failing to uh to to look professional but then we address it which is kind of unprofessional but it's also entertaining and when the collapse happens the prices plummet and when the prices plummet the political class buys everything dude i did a deep dive research on all this mysterious deaths around the clintons about a dozen that are just fucking hard to shake klaus schwab famously said that you will own nothing and be happy. Look at you. You start a show with absolutely nothing and you have thousands and thousands of listeners and you have force multipliers to send your content out. I was actually talking to Chase Geyser. He hadn't seen this. It just came out. I said, oh, did you see this? That You know, all these documents. <laughs> oh, maybe I shouldn't even say what he said. <laughs> I shouldn't have said his name. Uh, I won't tell you what he said. I actually did a Getter uh, stream last night uh, with uh, was a Chase Geyser. Fantastic interview. How did you meet uh, Gavin? The I met him at Compound Media. Okay. And then it was like a couple years after that when he left Compound for CRTV and his producer um, resigned. And then uh, he was going to just bring me on just to try me out, basically. We we're going to be like, let's see, you know, um, until I get a real producer, basically. And then I was kind of just like, I think we both thought it was a perfect fit and then we just kept going with it. Yeah. So you learned yeah. basically how to do all like the switching fly-ins, all yeah. the basically technical shit that's involved. People don't realize it's hard, man. It is. It's, it's difficult. I mean, I, so I knew some of the stuff from uh, compound media. Yeah. Working with Pat Dixon there, but so me and him would re- uh, record after all the regular technicians would leave. And, um, they, they just gave me, you know, John Serino there gave me like a rundown of how to work everything. And then, but it's not only, it's not until started working with Gavin where when it's all on you and you have to figure out all of the things, like you don't just click different cameras and shit. You have to actually, uh, you know, route all this stuff, especially when we moved here from scratch that you are actually plugging in cables to the right or in the back of the soundboard of the switcher or whatever. Yeah, it's there's a lot of wires, a lot of routing, and the cable management is pretty terrible. Like in in my office here, but it's because things will happen that I don't understand, and I will have to just like switch things around. Or, you know, Gavin's very like, um, like he I need to be agile for his ideas. He'll have like new ideas where we have different sets setups of, uh, you know, like this third shot we have a new set essentially built uh, 
for different things. We have the bar set and stuff like that. So um, you need to be able to unplug things and then just try new reconfigurations. So that to you make guys it- ever get in like a blowout argument? Yes. Is it stock? Um, yeah. In the moment, yeah, because I don't really like. I don't. I don't love confrontation. I'm not anti-confrontational, but, um, yeah, we have, and a lot of them have been on. If not all of them have been on camera. There's been only like two, maybe that haven't been on camera. Really? So your blowouts are just live on air. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought that was just like part of the show. <laughs> no, no, it's just a real blowout. <laughs> we, we went through because there's the pressure of like we're doing a show and then something goes wrong. Um, so there's that. So it feels like we're failing to, uh, to, to look professional, but then we address it, which is kind of unprofessional, but it's also entertaining. Right. 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 <laughs> it's like when, uh, do you remember when Rogan went through that phase where he was an asshole to Jamie? It was a very short phase, like four or five years ago, way before the Spotify deal. I just remember, and I don't know if it was because he was like experimenting with like some sort of like steroids or something at the time, but there was a period where he was fucking snapping on JV all the time. I'm like, is that, is that part of the fucking show? Like, I don't know. I don't know if you remember it at all or, or not. I, I remember one thing where Rogan like asked him to pull, he's like, hey, where is that thing? And it wasn't even dickish, to be honest. And Jamie couldn't handle it. And he snapped back. He was like, well, I'm doing this and I'm doing that at the same time. So, yeah, it's going to take some time. And I'm like, bro, you would not be able to handle working with Gavin at all. Like, this is, this, that was really, like, lame that to snap back that on um, something that lame. So if Rogan came to you with a solid offer, would you just abandon Gavin all, like, no problem? Or or is there a loyalty that's built in then with the abuse? There's definitely a loyalty because I mean, um, I don't, I don't think that I desire more money, like that much more money. Any money that I that I would need or want, I feel like can be fulfilled with this company, and we built it from from nothing. And yeah, and you're basically banned everywhere, right? I mean, you you only broadcast from Censored TV, right? Yeah, and. Yeah amazing in and of itself i mean i I'm, I'm i think i'm still a subscriber i'm not sure if i still pay or not but i was i watch it from my roku app all the time nice yeah well uh, then then you must be yeah i must be i don't know i'll have to look and see if i still am because it's been a minute since i've tuned in um but i yeah i love uh get off my lawn and pat dixon was the one that put me on to it because i had pat on my podcast oh really and then pat introduced me to gavin and that's how i got gavin on mine no way that's how i met you so yeah pat's the shit he's freaking hilarious dude yeah he really does yeah he's a good bud and i'm glad that he's on this network now you know because um that's where it all started i mean i did an impression of him um and he was on compound media and then anthony kumi retweeted that and i was like this is the best day of my life um because i my job i had a couple of jobs around the time that i was listening to opie and anthony but it was mostly like a an a restaurant job and I was just working in the kitchen, and I was allowed, since it was just me back there, I could listen to whatever I want. So it would be Opie and Anthony, like, all day. Like, hours and hours and hours of O&A. And then, um, so him retweeting me meant a lot. And at that time, he was already fired from uh, from Sirius, so he's, he was starting Compound. And uh, oddly enough, I didn't sign up 
to compound media to hear more Anthony, because I was like, well, I'm already, I already, I don't pay for anything really online. I don't have right. any subscriptions and I like Opie and Anthony and just Anthony is awesome. And I want to support him, but there, there wasn't anything that really pushed me over the edge because I was like paying whatever a month. It was not in my price range back then. I was very, very broke. And, um, so what actually got me to sign up to Compound Media was hearing a, a, like a little snippet of Gavin's interview with some other dude. And he said, and uh, I was like, <laughs> and I was like, dude, I've never heard somebody say that without being like, well, I'm just using the words. Like he unapologi unapologetically, unapologetically said like the worst words that you could say. Right. And didn't like even on Opie and Anthony, they would like kind of shy around would, right. around certain words. But he was just like full force. And so I was like, I'd like to hear more of this guy because his humor isn't typical. Um, like this is, you know, like check the boxes of funny, funny. It's just the ideas that he has are uh, have humor built into them. So it's not like these are jokes, which is kind of like the Opie and Anthony stuff. It was it was more subtle. And so I was like, I'd like to hear more of that. And that's when I signed up to Compound Media, honestly. So tell me about your background doing impressions, because I've seen you do some of like the face swap stuff. How did that all start for you? The face swap stuff, Gavin really wanted. He was like, can we make that happen? And uh, for a while I said, no, it's impossible. And then um, people started sending me stuff like, dude, it's really possible. You can absolutely do that. And I was like, okay. And then I, <laughs> But right now the, the setup that I have to do it is, is kind of uh, wonky, like, like convoluted. That was Jim, my Jim Gaffigan face. So basically, it's uh, I'm using the back end of a program that lets you do a face swap thing. I do like there's a um, snap camera, which allows you to. Um, I don't use like Snapchat filters on your computer, but that doesn't output to the TriCaster. So what I had to do was um, get the the editor software for it, where you could actually like make faces and tweak them and do different effects. So this isn't meant to be a final product, basically. Like um, this is what I'm looking at here, if you could see. Um, like there's just a bunch of uh, shit here, like. Mm -hmm. uh, all these parameters and you got to fill it. It's almost like it's, it's version of like um, after effects, but just for the specific thing or character animator. And um, this isn't meant to be a final product, but what I do is I use the preview window to, to send it to the computer. Basically it's just, it's like a rigged system. It's, I had to kind of come up with like a weird solution for it. I got to show you some shit that I've been working on, dude. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I have uh, been working on this um, the the voice clone stuff. Have you have you fucked with any of that at all? Yeah, but is it like real time? Is it real time? No, but okay. it's almost real time. Like I can I can have it do any any sentence in any voice like within maybe thirty seconds. But is it's not real time? Is it Eleven Studios? I use. It's called. Um, How's it called? Play. Hold on, I'm gonna look this up and figure out what it's called. 
Sure. I because we have one that we use for um we have a a friend that's in prison for Jan Six, Nick Oaks. Yeah, yeah, I heard about him. Yeah, and he um he writes us uh a transcript. He just writes us a letter, and then we I use the face swap. I use his face. We talked about this before he we went into prison because he knew when he would. And going. you like make it make it look like he's saying it. Yeah, I just I just do this. And, yeah. And the voice clone thing, it's it like really really did a good job of picking up his voice. So here's the one that, that I use. It's called play.ht, and it's very inexpensive. You pay by how many words you want to use. So like you pay like 15 bucks, and it gives you like 5,000 words transcribed, which is quite a bit. Mm-hmm. So so what I did, and I'll just share my screen and show you. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see if I can do it a window. Let me know if the sound comes through on this. It should. But... Sure. You hearing it? No. You couldn't hear it? No. Okay. Let me see if I can get it done. Window. Supposed to it was it Trump? There's Trump, there's me, and there's Joe Rogan. Wow. That's me out. What I'll do is I'll I'll, I'll rip the video and then um and then I should be able to play it for you uh with audio. Nice. So I'll go to video here. Actually what I can do is go to studio here. I'll chop this up so it's tighter when we publish, so don't worry about it. This, um, this, the chat GPT, or not really chat GPT, but this, but like specifically, like the voice emulator, it, it aims to replace my job of a, of a guy who does the voices. Yeah, but it's funnier if a real person does it. Th- yeah, there is st- something still to it that's, it's not even like a quaint, uh, more like, oh, there's more genuine or something. It's not always about, the accuracy as it is like funny i know people that you know like tim dylan does a joe rogan impression that's i don't think it sounds less like when i do joe rogan but it's funnier because he's just spamming the listen man hey man (laughs) let me know if you can hear this one can you hear it no all right what i'm gonna do is damn Presenting, it says you're presenting, which sounds like a mating thing. You're presenting. Can you hear it? No. I can't. What the fuck? You can't hear it? No. I was holding my uh I was holding my uh my cans up to the mic. I'm wondering, do you have like a noise gate on? Because like I had to disable. I might, I might yeah. have a noise gate on, and that could be just a matter of the uh, Google settings. But what I'll do? Oh, I tell you what. How about this? Hmm. Let's try it now. I just turned it off. Let's see if that worked. No, put it a little closer. No. What the fuck? Smash, like just take one of the earphones and then smash it like right at like this. Why don't I just send you the link to the video and maybe you can. Yeah, wait, do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'll Google chat the link to you. It's so funny that we're drinking. This is is the kind of shit that like you and Gavin would snap at each other over, right? On a live show. Probably. (laughs) I really don't. I try not to snap back because that's that's not an 
a subordinate's right. place. But sometimes it does happen when there's legitimately things that I uh, are beyond my control, but yet I'm getting a why didn't you do that type of thing. All right, I just sent um, the link to the video through Google Chat. All right, let's see. In the beginning? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We only we only need to listen to like 30 seconds of it. It's 10 minutes long, but you'll get it after 30 seconds. Podcast is fake, folks. Chase Geyser did not interview Donald Trump. In fact, neither Chase or President Trump are really in this video at all. It's all artificial intelligence. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of One American Podcast. I'm your host, Chase Geyser, and we have a very special guest. Please welcome the 45th president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Mr. Trump, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Chase. And it's just fantastic to finally be a guest. Well, <laughs> good. Wait, so how do you make the mouth move? So I, I, I did kind of like what you do, just like Jerry rig different things. So there's a program that I found on some random website of random programs that people have built where you can upload any still image or video of someone's face as long as they're not speaking in the clip. Right. And you can upload juxtaposed to that any audio file of speaking. And it will automatically make the lips move in accordance with what words are spoken in the audio file. Can you link me to that bad boy too? Because we actually had to do something like that for the Nick Oak show. Yeah. Uh, so we wanted basically the concept, I think you already get it, is like through CGI, I mean, through AI, we are able to bring this prisoner's letters to life. And um, Gavin wanted the intro to, intro to be kind of like uh, Twilight Zoney. Mm. Like the future. And he also wanted to, you know, somehow like let people know that this is a, a face swapped type of thing. So um the the face is clearly like uh uh you know goofy. Okay. It's, it's supposed to be like his it's his face on his own face. <laughs> um into the Capitol on January sixth. Despite being there as a reporter, he was deemed a white nationalist domestic terrorist, and now he won't see his black wife and kids until 2000. <laughs> nice work, justice system. Fortunately, through modern technology, we are able to bring his letters to life. Live from the correctional facility in Butner, it's letters from prison starring Nick Oaks. Very cool. Very cool. I'm in solitary confinement. Yeah, it's 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 uncanny. There's a lot of you know, it's it's almost jarring how weird it all is, like unsettling. And but once you get past that, Nick Oaks is like a, a really great writer. And um, you know, even when I talked to him on the phone, he just he thinks he thinks very poetically, but he's is also very like poignant about what he's saying too. It's not well, like he's, he's got plenty of time to think about what he wants to say too. He does. He's he's always been like that though. So he, it's, this yeah. could really sharpen his. Yeah. So has he been convicted yet, or is he still like awaiting trial? No, he he has been. He he did a uh, he did a plea deal, and took four years. And um, you're gonna lock him up four years? Yeah. So he's he hasn't even done. I think he's just done a couple months so far. Pretty bad. They didn't include time served. No, because he was out. He might have done. He might have done a little time. But did he like go into the building? Yeah, he did. So that's where that's why they were able to get him. Yeah. 
man, that's so brutal. That's such poor shit. And you have, you know, it'd be different if people like him would watch up that and simultaneously like Hunter like, uh, Biden, Biden's and all, all the other fucks that do terrible shit. I am yeah, I going back and back, by the way. I don't know if something changed. Just happens, but I just want to let you know. I think something, um, something just came out about Hunter, by the way. And it said that every day, like a Hannity, no, like a Hannity thing saying that he might actually be arrested and soon. I don't know, but Hannity said it. Hannity's kind of, but whatever. You still hearing yourself? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. I must have been something when we were doing share screen or something. Now, now it sounds better. It is really. Yeah. Okay. I know exactly yeah, that though. Wow. It's the preview window. window. Interesting. That's- Okay. Yeah, I'm learning still stuff. We just got a new computer too, like a new MacBook or a new Mac, whatever, Mac Mini. And just having to fucking re uh end rate. The Mac Mini or the Mac Studio, man. The studio is like the real fat one. Studio's cool, but we got the I like it. We got I like the studio. I use the studio over here and it's just like a workhorse, man. Little tower. Yeah, it's like yeah, like it's like it's like basically the big Mac version of a Mac Mini. Yeah, it's like it's double. <laughs> they yeah, they got yeah. some weird ones like uh, that. We when we were with CRTV, like they had like a studio in uh, in the Flatiron District, and uh, they had an Apple thing that I had never seen before. But it might be the one you're talking about. And yours is the Mac Pro. Is it the Mac Pro? Mac Studio. Uh, Mac. I can't remember. I think I got the more expensive of the two. Check this one. Out. The one, if you look up Mac, Apple Mac Pro, like the 2013 ones or whatever. Look at look at how fucking weird these look. Like, oh yeah, the towers. Those are for like, uh, like those are for like. Right, yes, I'm still here. Myself, yeah. by the way. Damn it! Oh, that's probably because of this. Now no, it's better. Yeah. yeah. Uh it's much better, but it's still there yeah. a little bit. Weird. Just a baby amount. I, if I don't talk too loud, I don't hear it back so much. Interesting. So I'm like trying to talk real quiet. And then I'm good. Okay, so it works now. That's good. Yeah. Maybe it was bleed through your headphones. Could have been. It could have been. Yeah, it could have been bleed. Do you have, do you have it cranked? No, I, I decranked it. <laughs> I decranked it. It was cranked, though. So what's next for, for Sensitive TV, man? We got uh, a tour going on. That's... um. So we we did a are tour in Austin last year. We are, yeah. When? Uh, let me see. I've got the dates right here. I've got right down the road. I live in Austin right now. You live down the road from Austin? I'm in Austin technically, but I'm at the very edge. Let's see. I've been near the edge, and I've been near the edge. By the way, I got these disposable toothbrushes. They're the best. Quip. Are they the Quip? They are the Colgate Wisps. Wisp. Sorry. Quip, Wisp, you know. Um, so, yeah, we're doing Austin. Ooh, June 16th. Uh, Tampa. Like in June. So if I buy tickets, can you get me, like, VIP access? Because yeah. I know you guys. You could absolutely go there. The one we, we had in, uh, in California, believe it or not, that, that was, like, um, the start of the tour was in california in torrance and we had no no protesters no nothing nobody calling the venue saying hey what the fuck no one's gonna give you guys any shit here in austin 
No. I mean, Joe Rogan does shit every fucking week here. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is mainstream. He like he still has UFC shit going on. Like, why did he take the episode down with Gavin? I don't know. Did he ever tell you guys about that? Probably said some spicy things, but I mean, Gavin made some like shocking points about incest in Saudi Arabia, but it wasn't like anything inaccurate. It's probably. I have a feeling it was like suggested by Spotify and just to make life easier at the time. And then also he knows, here's the thing too. So all that stuff is still on, on YouTube and I think he knows it's going to live forever anyway. So it's on archive.org too. I downloaded all the band episodes. Yeah. And we, we have them on our site too, but yeah, maybe he kind of realized like, all right, I'm just taking it off of Spotify. They still exist all over the place. So um, maybe that, I, I don't, I don't love that. That's, the position he was he had to be put in but it's whatever i mean he still likes gavin he said he before that whole thing happened where spotify was kind of like um hey pump too many words yeah <laughs> which i agree um uh but so they he, uh he wanted gavin on he wanted him to be one of the first guests this is what i this is what he told um uh anthony cumia no shit and then they just decided that it was not politically uh the right political environment for him to do yeah, that yeah i mean he was able to get alex jones on but i guess it's probably because january 6th and somehow you know mm-hmm. probably hold it into that meanwhile there were like what like six of them total or four um maybe six maybe, let, let's say if it is 12 or 15 or 20 um the point is is that you have to if you have a chapter it's like you, you own like a, a mcdonald's franchise basically and you have right re- follow can't be a fucking you can't be like a, a nazi I, I i hate using the word nazi because like only nazis were nazis but you you know what i mean you can't be like like a neo-nazi yeah we're not this isn't like the clan part two or anything this is a men's drinking club of all uh not all genders all it's just all men uh all fucking races races creeds whatever yeah, yeah. you could be queer um you could be whatever you want. Um, so, you know, no, like, uh, no fucking racists or whatever and all that shit. So you have to follow those rules. Another thing you have to do, if like you want to go to protest or do something like that, you have to check in with your, your chapter and say, can we go, you know, like as proud boys to this thing? And they said, no, like if you're going to go to Jan, January 6th, go um, as an individual, not as a fucking yeah. proud boy. Right. It's like that doesn't reflect the group, and there wasn't any um like plan either. They they tried to just like look at their Telegram chats and be like, "Well, you said uh, this is war," and it's like, "Yeah, people fucking say that about football, you idiot." Right, right. It's like he was well, so, Gavin still involved with the Proud Boys. No, but people is he don't, a member of a chapter though, just as a regular one. No, is he just like was like this? I mean, we're, out we're, of, hey, out of here, so. yeah. Well, with Proud Boys and like, and uh, at least once a year, we'll we'll hang out and we'll we'll party. But last time we were there uh, at Westfest, it was just uh, just drinking and going around. We didn't even. I don't think there was an event to go to. There was just like a party. There was two party houses. So sounds like fun. Yeah, it's really the opposite of a nefarious thing. Which, by the way, I've seen nefarious. No, I've not seen Nefarious. What's Nefarious? Did it come out? A new movie or something? You're a Christian, right? Yeah, I'm a Christian. Dude, it's very good. Now, I don't know if I've like 
Christ goggles on where I'm like, this is one of the best movies I've ever seen. But it is, uh, it's a movie about a psychiatrist going to evaluate um, the this prisoner who's on death row. He's about to get executed that day. And his whole goal is to go in there and prove he's sane enough to be executed. If he's insane, then he can't execute the guy. Mm-hmm. But he claims to be possessed by a demon. And uh, most of the movie takes place just two guys in a room, the, the prisoner and the psychiatrist sitting in a room. And this guy's a, a possessed by a demon. You know, like that's, they let you know that there's no. But they don't know if he's like faking it or yeah. he doesn't get executed, right? That's what they got to figure out. He definitely isn't. Like there's, it's crazy, dude. Like I was. Uh, when did it come out? It's, it's, I, it might be in theaters right now. Uh, you know who wrote the book? Steve Dace or Deese? Steve Deese? Yeah. He wrote the book. Now, the book's a little different. I bought the book, but <laughs> it's a little different than the movie. But it's two Catholic uh, people that directed it. They have a bunch of other movies that are good, too. But aud- this is how you know it's good. Audience score of 97%. Uh, critic score, 33%. Right? Oh, it's got to be awesome, bro. Yeah, really good. Calls out a whole... Do I have to see it in theaters? I mean, to support it, I would, or just pay for it somehow. But I think, dude, it's it's really, really good. We went to go see it with our priest. So we had like a full, fully adorned in a frock uh, priest from our, our church going with us. And uh, it was... It was priest like it? Tackles abortion. He did. He really did. And uh, he noticed the little driblets of scripture every day that like the... Like demons are, are evil, but they are still... They still abide by um, the reality of the Bible, so they they drop in and and twist you know uh, scripture around here and there, and like nothing really got past the the priest, our priest there. I won't say his name because I guess I don't want anybody to bother him, which is yeah. a weird world we live in where you can't. I know, dude. I I'm up to one death threat a week. Really? Yeah. Every I've time I tweet anything about Ukraine, somebody tries to white. They're gonna kill me. Yeah, like, I got added to a list. Of, I got added to a list on Twitter of people who sit by windows, and this is a window behind me. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Like, they probably just guessed, but still, it's unnerving when you see shit like that. Oh, was that a separate one from people that this is where they watch TV? Yeah, it's different list. But I, I checked that. Hacking, Nice. I hope they come, bro. I hope they come. <laughs> that's, that's what everybody says. That's true. I mean, like, but if I really hope they don't, because like, just I don't want to put I like I've, I have a wife and kids, so I don't want to put them through any trauma, even if everything works out the way it ought to. It's uh, bro. But sometimes the trauma makes them better. Like Steve Jobs is Steve Jobs because he was adopted, bro. True. You know, Rosie O'Donnell is Rosie O'Donnell because she had a perfectly normal upbringing. That sounds like it almost sounds like a Kanye rant. It's like uh, Steve Jobs uh, was Steve Jobs because he was uh, uh, he was adopted. Um, Roseanne Paul wouldn't it? She 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 wouldn't have been funny if, if she didn't have uh, uh, John Goodman. <laughs> Walt Disney, American Express, Visa, Chick Fil A. Yo, you ain't gotta turn up on me, bro. It's me, Sway. Remember that interview with Sway and Kanye? No, I don't even know who Sway is, dude. Bro, but that's I'm it, so white. 
they they argue with each other. No, I respect that. True. I I have this whole music playlist that I put together, and I was like, I don't. I didn't even try to avoid rap. I literally have no rap on there. I had to force myself to put like Little Wayne on it. Yeah. To show that people, that I did have a phase where I liked hip hop and rap. I was in a hip hop rock band. Was it good? Was it like Lincoln Park? Is that what you mean by hip hop rock? There wasn't screaming. There it was. It was less. It was more like gym class heroesy. You know, but they're a little like fallout, like a little light. We were a little somewhere in between Limp Bizkit and uh, Gym Class Heroes. What did you play? Guitar. Did you sing harmonies? No, we 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 had we should have utilized that a lot more. But that's back when I didn't even try to sing. I only started um, singing my own music really after that band, or like towards the end of that band's uh, career. You still um, make music. I do, but it's um, like I'm, I've been collaborating with some things. Uh, I've been recording stuff steadily, but um, not really writing the way I used to, which is just acoustic guitar and vocals and lyrics. But I used to, you know, I used to. Some of it? Yeah, I got. Let me see. What do I got? You play one of yours, then I'll play. Then I'll show you one of mine. Ooh, what do you get? Do you play guitar? I used to be a musician many years ago. Ooh. So what I have is um, mostly what I would do was um, like uh, synth stuff. Like most of my releases are synth, which is weird because that's not even like my third instrument. It would be guitar, bass, and then synth. But when I got my laptop to finally start working with uh, Pat Dixon and stuff and editing videos and using the Adobe products there like premiere or whatever i was like well let me mess around and make some music so here's one of the beats that one's okay but wait where's my wildwood one this one will be better if i search uh nope yep that's the name of my that's the moniker for my group which is just me nope yep here this one's like cool. it so it's just uh That's really cool dude thanks man do you have you finished anything or are you just like still working on it i got i do have some finished stuff um but i'm trying to see if i have any what's it called this one's pretty neat this is a finished one just GarageBand and the patches there. The only thing I don't program, I, I obviously edit it, but uh, I don't do by scratch the drums very often. I do, I've done it, but it's easy to just, they you know, the, the GarageBand drummer, if you just want to program it, it's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. So you, can, you can tell what in you know like more snare or whatever like that there are parameters but you can't really tell the drums yeah but all the synth stuff i do and then there's um the singy stuff but uh i'll, I'll send you that on the other on the other time. there's i have two soundcloud accounts so i'd have to log into the other one or gotcha. find it but so what do you got here you sent me a link here yeah this is some shit that i did 10 years ago 10 years ago nice let me see is it 
inspired by Tom Waits. Ooh. I just watched the video on Tom Waits. I'll bring it up after this. It's pretty interesting. Oh, I hear the weight seamless. Yeah, gonna break the law or um, going out west. But anyway, you get the point. I won't make you listen to the whole thing, but. That's that sweet. Was the kind of shit that I was doing in college. I like the layering and shit there too. Like that. There's like one little stab of guitar that was just like. I like those sorts of like little details where it's like you could absolutely live without that thing going. But the fact that it's there is like I love attention to detail like that and layering a lot of yeah. stuff. I figured out that the only reason I was making music at all was just so that I had something cool to mix. Like, cause I love going with everyone, adding the textures and stuff more than even the songwriting. Like, I wouldn't care to play that song like on an acoustic guitar or sing it to you. But like, to put it together and like into a production is kind of it was so fun, you know. You know, um, what's it called? Uh, like Foley work where you put sound effects. Oh yeah, yeah. We, I, I took a class called Foley in college for my audio degree, and they made us do like foot stomps. You know. <laughs> Check this out. So. This is, I had to do a little bit of, I mean, it's not impressive Foley work, but for my show Celebrity Mailbag, I was Tony Soprano, and I, I, I my hair did not look like Tony Soprano's hair, because I'm not horseshoe bald, so I wore this Kangol hat, and he's like, you're probably wondering why I'm wearing this fucking hat, and he's like, it's from this infamous episode, and so I had to pretend that it came from an episode, so here the clip is. Allegedly. Check it out. Well, I found my fucking Kangol hat. In the fucking pool. Who put it there? Tell me. Tony, I didn't move your fucking Kangol hat. You're paranoid about that. Ever since you bought it, you've been asking where it was. What? <laughs> His mouth doesn't even move when he says what. What? <laughs> so like the towel sounds, those were hard to get. I might have even yeah. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah, hey. we had to do one. They took a scene of uh, from Born Identity for our class. It was just like a random scene where he was like duct taped and shit on a snowy mountain. And it was just uh, muted. Then we had to have a person come in and do the lines over the like over the lips, the lip syncing part. And like the drone sounds of like the flyover drone and the duct tape around the canteen. And it was it was like a bitch. It took us like three hours to get a 15 second scene right. Mm -hmm. And if you duct tape the canteen, there's a part where if he moves it, you want to hear that hollow, like, yeah, like, sort of sound. Yeah. Dude, it's that is so fucking, it sounds so painfully tedious, but it is, it's such a cool job, man. Like, imagine, and like, even the, if you watch like the sounds behind Star Wars documentaries, it's amazing how they got those lightsaber sounds by holding like a magnet next to an old school TV. And it was like the closer the magnet got, it was like, they were like sitting there waving it, you know, for the scenes. <laughs> they used a bunch of like metal things and like had them like rotating and grinding and stuff like that and yeah and for the laser sounds it was just the, the those metal ropes that they're really tight that hold up telephone poles yeah and they were whacking them with baseball bats so it would be like like an aluminum bat on that metal rope you know old school when they had fucking telephone lines that were above ground metal bats to that 
One of my favorite sounds ever is like when um like those tension wires or whatever like broken by like a dinosaur or something like in Jurassic Park, like the when yeah. they, they go through like telephone wires and they use that sound. That's real good. My wife, I had to let her know that there's a thing called the Wilhelm. Is it Wilhelm, right? The scream. It's like oh. Yeah. I was like, no, like, remember that scream. You're going to hear it. Like every movie puts it in. It's like a joke. It's like yeah. now it's like a thing you have to do. Yep. Oh, yeah. So the Tom Waits thing was, um, what's it called? So he, uh, he had to sue Doritos, I think it was, or something, because they wanted, I don't know why they wanted him so bad. He was just, He's just that guy. He's just so unique, you know. Like I'm not a huge Tom Waits fan, but it's actually P- Pat Dixon who who showed me some of his some of his shit, and it's like this guy is like genius. really good. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, he was in Dracula. You remember the fucking Bram Stoker's Dracula? He was the guy in the jail cell that wanted Dracula to convert him so bad. Really, like the kind of pathetic guy that was like, "Please make me a vampire." That was fucking Tom Waits. I had Mystery Man. Remember Mystery Man with the spleen? That I. Uh, that I know. This is a guy with the weapons, the non-lethal weapons specialist. No way. You know, where, you know where he's fantastic in the the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh, I didn't know he was in that, dude. He he. It's it's just a. It's basically him in the entire thing. Like there's a whole section. Like there are a bunch of mini stories. You know what it is, right, Buster oh, Scruggs? Yeah, I mean, I've seen several of them. Was he yeah. the banker? No, he was the the gold miner, the the panning for gold guy. Yeah. What do they call those guys? I forgot what they call them, but. Uh, you, you never seen that? I've I, I've seen several of those episodes, but I've not seen everyone in the whole series. But he, he was the panhandler or whatever. Yeah, I forget what they call those guys, but um, prop not propeteer, freaking damn it! That's a word that I really want to use. Painting, painting for gold, though. Yeah, let me Ask see. Uh, Waits, um, Buster Scruggs. It's dude. It's like the best. It's the second best one of the whole fucking thing. Excuse my language. I curse a lot. That's the one okay, thing yeah. I have to peel back a little more. But, bro. So this is a. Uh, this is a scene from it. And he sings in it. And it's like heartbreaking and exciting, and it's. He does such a good job. He just seems he just radiates genuineness, you know. So basically he didn't want his voice on any sort of prospector. Prospector. That is. Yep. Totally. That's GPT for you. Yeah. And it's like it's almost like ASMR that he's actually going through the process of of panning for gold and stuff like that and digging for it and finding out where the deposits are. And you're on this guy's side. You're like, I want this guy to find gold. And then just things start happening that you're like, oh no. And it's so good, and you have to watch it. If you like Tom Waits, you have to watch it. I only mildly like Tom Waits, but I appreciate him 100%. I have to listen to more of his music, but him... He's like the Charles Bukowski of music. Really? Yeah, like, if you like... Like, Bukowski is to poetry what Tom Waits is to music, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean... I I know he's done more than music now, but, like, his music is poetry. I mean, like... (laughs) Some if you listen to the bone the bone machine, it's basically the only record you need to listen to. Obviously, he's got a million great ones. That's the one that uh, Pat turned me on to. Yeah, but like I don't know, I don't know. The Earth died screaming as I lay dreaming. <laughs> like that's the cool shit. The Earth died screaming. Like I slept through the end of the world. What the fuck? Right. <laughs> she did Tom Waits. <laughs> yeah. I was sleeping. People thought that. Uh, 
Heath Ledger's Joker was mildly inspired by an interview that Tom Waits did back in the day. Ooh, I didn't know that, but it would it, make sense. Missing sort of like I heard that he has hearing problems. He's really? got some sort of hearing problem, and uh, his favorite sound is the sound of hissing bacon. And that has inspired a lot of his sound. Bacon. Yeah, he just—it's just something he would have made up. You could totally see him making up, but it could also be totally true about him. Just hissing bacon on a pan. A lot of his music is like that, really sizzly, like hi hat sounds. Like, yeah, just very sizzly, trebly. Was he into drugs or was he straight edge? Because I feel like it can go either way with him. Ooh, I don't know. It's that ChatGPT. Did Tom <laughs> wait to do drugs? has been open about his past struggles with substance abuse, according to ChatGPT. Particularly in the 70s and 80s, Waits battled with alcohol and drug addiction. However, he has been sober since the late 90s and has publicly discussed his recovery and the positive impact it's had on his life and creativity. So apparently he did he drank a lot at one point. That's the way to do it. Nice. Come be clean after all that time. That's cool. But I need a little bit like if if somebody like if let's say if Jimi Hendrix was uh like clean it would feel like he, what he's doing is a, a cinch phony for some reason i feel like the artist to that level or po, po, like um a music artist specific lifestyles to match the art right if they have depth to them they should be struggling with some sort of like you know i saw an interesting stevie ray vaughn interview where he basically said he said i don't think that jimmy hendrix died choking on his mom and i think he had a little help I never heard the conspiracy that like he was killed, but it's so wild to me that Stevie Ray Vaughan thought that. He's like, I think he made too many people mad. Wow. I think he had a little help. That's, what he, that's how he said it. I think he had a little help, and that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> but of course, he was dead like a year later. <laughs> Whoa. Like helicopter accident. Yeah. That's so, cool. But yeah, what is it with these guitar players just dying? Randy Rhodes, plane crash. Jimi mm-hmm. Hendrix, vomit. Stevie Ray Vaughan, helicopter crash. Yeah. Not to mention, like, fucking all of, um, uh, um, Oh God, Leonard Skinner. Oh, Leonard Skinner. Yeah. yeah. What's up with these guys just dying all the time? You know, they're rockers. They're living living on the edge. But I mean, you don't have to be, you know, uh, you don't have to abuse drugs or alcohol to be a good artist. But it does kind of feel like it's more genuine. It's like, wow, you're you're struggling with some stuff, and it's almost like it feels like uh, basically what's happening is you're like increasing your chances of death. So it makes everything that you're saying more pertinent and more like dire, but either way. So Tom Waits, ultra, ultra genuine seeming guy. He didn't want to be involved in any commercial, but they, he did a thing for a dog food commercial because he said he likes dogs and he just put his voice on this dog food commercial. He was uh, a little broke at the time. And then he kind of like resented it and um, he approached by like a Doritos commercial and they said, please don't, uh, no, I don't want to be a part of it. Don't put my music in it very, very nicely. And they went with an impersonator of his to do, and everybody thought it was him. Like they were messaging him and emailing him or whatever, being like, why, why are you in a whatever commercial? And he's like, so they had an impersonator that was so good that covered one of the songs. No, I think it was an original deal. Oh, wow. So he sued him over it because it was his likeness that they used. And the guy, um, the guy who recorded it was a big Tom Waits fan. So he actually was was a witness for Tom and they became friends afterwards. And (laughs) yeah, it was cool. But it's like so weird that they wanted Tom so bad. And it was like, it was like tomatoes, onions, cilantro, yum. 
It's like his kind of rappy, more like fast worded. Yeah. He did a lot of spoken word shit. Why yeah. not do like what is what and like a bunch of different ad campaigns wanted Tom Waits? Like it's so so strange. It seems a little like odd. The same thing happened with the doors though. Like that Jim never wanted to sell Light My Fire to the door to whoever to any advertisers. Mm-hmm. And he kept blowing off meetings because he was getting so fucked up all the time that the band agreed without him to sell the rights to one of their songs. And then he shows up, he's like, what the fuck is our music doing on a commercial? And they're like, you weren't here, Jim. We both. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I don't think there's anything so bad. It definitely, um, it definitely. What if Gavin came out and did like a commercial for a Kia Soul? Like I love the gas mileage. If he really did like, like if it was for Beamer, like BMW, I feel like he'd be like all for it. He'd be like, yeah. I, I like Beamers, so yes, please put me in a commercial. But for I don't know, it's kind of endearing that the only one that Tom Waits ever did was just for dogs, like dog food. It's funny. <laughs> That's really funny. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll never, we gotta pull that up and find it. Yeah, I it's mean, from like the '90s too, so it's probably all wholesome and shit with a sepia like overglow on it. You know, some kid waking up in the morning with the dog going down. down. <laughs> my dog likes food. I don't know <laughs> yours. It's like, yeah, my dog does like food. Tommy, is that it? There's one thing above all tempts him most: the taste of meat, and that is why Purina makes butchers blend. Butcher's Blend is the first dry dog food with three tempting, meaty tastes. Oh, that's awesome. So you already had it all pulled up. That's pretty cool. It's a cool commercial, and it actually fits the vibe. Doritos. Now, this is the one that ripped them off. Uh, oh, you might not be able to find it anymore because... You might have pulled it. Yeah, but it's it's in this document mini doc about the lawsuit. It's called the Tom Waits bizarre lawsuit against Frito Lay over a Doritos commercial. Uh, I think this. Here we go. It's pretty bad. Never knew tortilla chip called salsa real Doritos. It's buffalo, bottle, bravo, gun ho, tally ho, but never mellow. It's from the tangy tomatoes, flavored peppers, pools of onions, and sassy and spices. The new salsa real Doritos. Now that tongue tip is quite a stickler. It's compound and resigned and perplex and complex. Did he win the lawsuit? What's up? Yeah, he did. Win the lawsuit? Yeah, there was a precedent sent by, not Bette Midler, but some other. Uh, I think it might be Bette Midler, but so basically they use her likeness and the, the court ruled that she was famous enough for it, her to be, you know, harmed by that, but they were arguing. So the, in, in the boardroom, they were like, I don't think he's famous and he, uh, Bette Midler famous. And they said that because that's just below the precedent. They thought. Right. That Tom Waits wasn't well and well known enough to be, be harmed by the yeah. people thinking that he was in a Doritos commercial. Just like insulting on top of the fact that they <laughs> Yeah, but that's the angle they had to take. But he is famous enough. He's in like so yeah. much shit that people don't even know he's in. Like I said, Dracula, Mystery Men, he's in countless movies, TV shit, and not to mention the over 20 like studio albums he's made. He's totally famous. I gotta dig into it. Yeah, see, the way that I find music mostly is like it. It's playing at a place, and I want to like capture that memory. And for somebody who loves me, I really do love music of all sorts too. Like I was listening to some like Indian music the other day, where it's just one of those um, those drums, those tromba drums or whatever they're called. 
Oh, like the it's like the big drum with the different tones across depending on where you hit it. Like made it out of metal. Might be. It might be. Um a tam a tamba, something like that. A tabla, tabla drum. It, okay. they play with their fingers, basically. Usually like a fat guy in like a in like a river playing it. Yep. And it goes Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And then a guy on a flute, and it's like some of the most amazing music. So anyway, I can appreciate all sorts of uh melodies time signatures all the anywhere from complex stuff to like super simple garbage music like whatever like garage band music but i don't seek out music very often and i never really have i just kind of wait for it to like find me uh in a way and in a lot of a lot of good stuff i've heard just through friends playing it or it playing on top of the radio or something but Tom Waits, that's another thing. It's like until Pat Dixon showed me it, I just refused to explore Tom Waits. Um, Pat Dixon is a fucking treasure of a person. He sure is, man. He sure is. We got me and him, we got to jam sometime and uh, do some, do some, we used to, we used to go to the uh, compound media afterwards uh, and just, I would bring in my guitar. He brought an amp. We were just, he would play piano and I'd play guitar. So have you heard of this new like Sigma trend? I don't know if you're on like TikTok or Instagram or YouTube shorts at all, but there's like this whole trend called Sigma, S-I-G-M-A. And I don't really understand what it comes from, but basically the motif is, you know, that famous part in American Psycho where um, uh, uh, Christian Bale's character is like, like makes the yeah, yeah, yeah. All this music is music that has gone viral on like right wing sigma videos, and so I put together this playlist. If you want to get into like special music, I recommend just going to my right wing extremist public playlist on Spotify. Listen, listen through these fifty four songs. See if there's any that you like. This is the shit that I've been jamming lately. I already see the synthwave goose one, which I love. Yeah, hell yeah. There's some good shit in here. Some of it's like whatever, but this is all inspired by like just right wing sort of like Andrew Tate type videos. Yeah, and they have the little attitude, you know, even if you don't agree with all the points. They have that definitely cool stuff. I've been actually doing uh, like sizzle reels for the daily episodes of GOML, and I'm using like nothing but that, like uh, After Dark by Mr. Kitty, but slowed, like as if it wasn't Sigma yeah, already. Um, when the hour, I will let you know. <laughs> yeah, it's cool shit. It's yep. a cool little genre, dude. It's like a subgenre for the radical right winger. <laughs> you see, I got sizzle. The first one I did, it might have been the best. They're they're pretty short. Let me see if I could play anyone here. Two fifty three, no two fifty one. I feel like would be good. Yeah, this one's that one's pretty good. Two fifty two forty six. Let's try. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so I'll open it up. Some uh, some of them might do a better job of representing the episode than others, but it's it's got that vibe. I feel like if I was blind, I'd be able to tell an Asian. Their heads are different sizes. This What's looks happening? like I took a bunch of dudes and dressed them up as women. Oh, what are God. you building? Where do the chickens go? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. 
Oh boy. Me and my wife seem to get a lot more active enjoyment out of not having kids. <laughs> his laugh, his whole Jew thing. I'm so Jewish. Uh, not really. You can't be that Jewish in Vancouver. That's a new, I, I just made up a new rule. Get fired, get in trouble, be brave, and never stop fighting. I love it, dude. Good sizzle. And it's true, you can't really be that Jewish in Vancouver. That's it's it's a rule, bro. Whether you like it or not, that is a fudging rule. So I let me see if I could play this. This one is old. I got another song. I want. I would like to show you something that has a little singing in there. Um, this one is is it's not emo, but it's guitar and voice, and it's about emotions. What the journeys were going to be. Oh, true. It's sad, but it's very true. Can't predict where it's going to be, folks. You're never going to know. At the one day, you're enemies. How did it happen? I have a vocal harmony pedal, which it's it's so. Is it a TC Helicon? Yes, yes, I do. <laughs> really good. I saw this one dude um, at an open mic play with one. And I was like, I need that, and I, I, yeah, I got six hundred dollars later. You got it. <laughs> That's what was a little cheaper, I think. Unless yeah, I went they have the voice live, which is like the cheapest, but they have the voice live three, which is the one I really want because it actually listens to like your guitar or keyboard input. Yeah, this one says it does too, but you're right. There are some artifacts here and there, uh, but you could always set the, and it's a pain in the ass too, but set the key that the songs, yeah. you do key changes, like good luck. Um, but yeah, so this is my, if you go to my Nope Yep SoundCloud or Ryan Katsu Rivera, either one, that's my plug. Very cool. I'm going to check it out, dude. That's Thanks. really cool. I got a couple. So, where can people find you and follow you and all that shit? Um, I don't have to wrap up the episode. So. I should get a link tree, but basically, um, I'm most active on Twitter and judge me by my likes, not by my tweets. A lot of fish tank stuff on there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Ryan Katz here, or Asian, yeah, Asian Pat Dixon, actually. On, you, uh, look good. you look badass in that picture. Thanks, man. That's when I had my fresh mullet. Now it has grown out a little bit. Not as fresh. Yeah, now you just look like you have a shaggy haircut. I don't now, see the mullet at all. I know. It's it's flat back here. Yeah. <laughs> to work I, I got to get it worked up because uh, we're filming a movie slash it could be a show, could be cut into a show depending on the editing. But the- Hit me up when you're in Austin because mm-hmm. my neighbor is a celebrity level hairstylist. Really? And he will cut your hair either on set or at his house right down in Austin. And mm-hmm. it's not hyper expensive. I think it's like 55 bucks or something. Not and bad. It's the shit. I mean, he'll do it perfect. So it'll look great the rest of the tour. So if you decide you want to do that, hit me up in a month when you're here in uh, Austin and I'll hook you up. Nice. That would be cool. If we're still filming, I probably can't get that done, which that would suck. But I'll ask the boys and I'll see if I could get it trimmed down to regular specs. Because he can do the whole crew, man. Everybody on, on everybody that's touring with you guys, he can do it too. 
That's all. Sure he'd work out a package deal with you just to hang out. Very cool. Yeah, and I'll I'll let you know when we're down there. Hopefully, if you want to uh, type in the the Google message, I'll get your number afterwards. Yeah, and... I'll I'll shoot you my number on uh, Twitter DM. Nice. Cool, bro. This has been a good hang, dude. Thanks for hopping on, dude. I appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, man. Well, hopefully, uh, I see you in a month. Yes. Oh, excuse me. And God oh, bless. Damn. Okay. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Bye. <laughs> a double.